The Jets are back out of the bye, and Sunday, it's the Battle of the Swamps. Will it be MetLife, or will it be JetLife? The 3-3 three and three Jets coming off their bye week after a miraculous win over the Eagles, take on the 2-5 and five Giants coming off a win over the Commanders, but the Giants are limping their way into this game, likely without Daniel Jones, likely without Andrew Thomas and a bunch of other players. The Jets potentially getting reinforcements in DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner and Brandon Eccles. They're getting their corners potentially back. The Jets getting healthy. The Giants are not. We preview this matchup of the two teams that share that very mediocre stadium. We also talk with a guy who played for both the Jets and Giants. He's got some strong words for the Giants, who he didn't do much for. But the Jets in 2015, what a year he had, breaking plenty of receiving franchise records. And he's now part of the I Am Athlete podcast network that they do. He is the founder. He is a pro bowler. We love him. Brandon Marshall will join Kaz and I. It's all coming up next on a busy Jets-Giants edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only for you guys would I do this. Only on Gangs All Here. We love it. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I am Jake Brown. I am not an athlete, but Brandon Marshall is. I am athlete podcast creator. He will join us in a bit. Brian Costello, Jets beat writer for the Post is with me, of course, because we're back from the bye week here. Nice little week off. I had my brother's wedding in Atlanta. Emotional time. Tears were shed. I cried. My dad cried. Mom, everyone was crying. A lot of vows are read, and it, it made me realize that I do need to get married one day. I cannot be single forever. I was at my evening. nephew's wedding this weekend. Jake. Oh, was that in New Jersey? No, it was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, we were in the same state. How about that? Well, I flew in into Charlotte. Well, I we flew into, into Charlotte, and my family lives right outside Charlotte. So yes, I met my nephew know. Thursday night in Charlotte. I, yes. I got to say hello to my nephew for the first time. So. And I drove to Raleigh with my Ooh. two children. 
Jesus Christ. That sounds brutal. Yes. Did you make a stop at Bojangles? We did make a stop at Bojangles. Let's go. It's bow time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I did not have bow time. I had Chick-fil-A, which is no longer like the novelty it used to be. No, Although the quality of the chicken is better down south, which is weird. I, I guess because they, I don't know if they ship it up here or what it is, but the southern quality is better. So, wow, we were in the same state. I went to Raleigh for Rangers-Hurricanes playoff last year. Not much to do in that town. You were probably a little bit bored there, but... It wasn't um, there very long. All right, well, we are back here in the tri-state area, and so are the Jets and Giants, who will face off this week the big battle of Jets-Giants, a game I don't really love because I'm not one of those people that hates the Giants. I don't consider this a rivalry, even though they're in the state, same state and they play once every four years. You know, I'm not counting preseason, so I don't look at them as rivals. But not a game I love, but everyone's going out. A lot of Jet fans going. A lot of groups are going out. It's going to be a rowdy atmosphere at MetLife Stadium. You know, let's kind of catch up here on the week that was. You know, we missed it because we were in the bye week. But McCall Hardman back to the Chiefs and he moved on. Xavier Gibson's replacing him. You know, he kind of had like a subtle quote tweet reacting to it with like an emoji. Um, And then I'm sure he's loving life, Kyle, because he wins the game. And then that night he's out with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I mean, what a life. From no snaps to partying with Taylor Swift, right? Who who's Tyler Conklin's wife? Maybe he partied with her, but when he was with the Jets, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, uh, the Harmon trade. I mean, that felt inevitable for weeks, Jake. Right? Like mm-hmm. he had no role here. Uh, it was clear the coaches didn't like him. You know, they can spin it all day long about Xavier Gibson. They just, it just, they didn't like McCall Hardman. <laughs> so, and give yes, Gibson impressed them, but this was really more about McCall Hardman than Xavier Gibson in my eyes. And you know, you can look at it two ways. They made a mistake. And signing him in free agency, but they moved on from that mistake really quickly. So they didn't compound the mistake by holding on to him too long or trying to force him in there. One year contract, $4 million, not a big deal. Uh, move along. The trade deadline is coming up on Tuesday. What else is coming? I mean, everyone's talking now. Carl Lawson, any minute now, is going to get traded. We might drop this show and he gets traded. What do you see happening with Carl Lawson, Kaz? And what do you see the Jets' plan being? Because I can't see them sitting on their hands, especially if Tipman misses more than just this week. I feel like they got to do something. Maybe in the loss and trade, you, uh, someone said Donovan Peoples-Jones was a name in Cleveland, uh, getting a receiver. What do you think they do here? Not much. Um, I wrote for p- my Post Plus newsletter this week, Jay. I did, I think, 1,400 words on everything I know about the Jets' plans for the trade deadline, and it doesn't sound like there's much out there brewing. You know, yes, they would love to trade Carl Lawson, do right by him, let him go somewhere else but there's no one that really wants Carl Lawson, right? He's His film has been underwhelming this year, to put it nicely. Like, he just doesn't look like the same player, whether it's his back or something else. He's still owed $3.5 million. So who's trading for him? And so could they move him for a seventh-round pick on Tuesday? Sure, maybe. But I don't think it's any going to be any big deal. In terms of receivers, Jake, they'd love to get a big receiver on the outside to pair with Garrett and Lazard. There's just no one really out there <laughs> that's available. Uh, Jerry Judy, the Broncos are asking for a second round pick plus a player for Jerry Judy. Jets aren't doing that. I think he's the most logical guy out there. Now, do the Broncos get to Tuesday and say, all right, we'll take we'll take a fourth round pick? Maybe. As the deadline gets closer, the price might go down. So we'll see. You know, I've heard uh, Hunter Renfro. People said like the Jets don't want Hunter Renfro. They, they they don't need another slot receiver. They just got rid of one. They've got Gibson. They've got Randall Cobb. They're not looking to add a slot receiver. So I don't think that's happening. But uh, well, I I just I don't know what's available, Jake. And Donovan Peoples Jones, I, I I don't think he really moves the needle. Is he really going to do much for them? So I, I think my suspicion will be quiet 
uh, you know, maybe Lawson gets moved, but I, I just don't know who the taker is right now. I still feel like something's coming. I feel like Joe Douglas will have something up his sleeve because especially if they win, I think you win Sunday, you're four and three and you're looking like a playoff anything. team. That doesn't I mean, change anything. We change a little bit. You're over 500. It's like, all right, let's go all in. What's available? Like, you're like, oh, there's nothing available. Like, there's nothing available. You know, like, it's not, you can't do anything. Yeah. Well, Sunday could change that as well. I mean, if one of these teams that's, you know, one and five, really? one and I six, mean, look, whatever. Look at the standings. One team is out of it, right? The Carolina Panthers are pretty much out of it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is within two to five wins, and then the Eagles have six. So I don't know. Even like the Broncos, right? It felt like, okay, they're going to sell everything off. And then they beat the Packers. They're sort of into it. So I, it's not baseball where there's just wholesale buyers and sellers. It's just, it's not like that. So I, I, I don't know. I just don't think there's going to be a lot available on the market. I mean, the Panthers are one team. I mean, Phelan is under contract a few years, so he probably wouldn't happen. DJ Chark, again, uh, he might not move the needle enough uh, for the Jets. I don't know. I feel like they're also gone. not going to want to sell off all their receivers, Jake, when they're they have a rookie quarterback who they're trying to develop. Like, yep, need yep. to do that too. Terrace yeah. Marshall, I think Terrace Marshall will be traded from there. Like he wants to, he wants out. But again, is that going to really make an impact for your team? Yeah, then the other thing is you got to at least pick up a depth offensive line, whether it's on the scrap heap or one of these teams. I know you, yeah, I would you not say trade, teams don't trade their offensive lineman, but a depth guy you're going to need for Tipman here. I would not trade anyone for a depth offensive lineman. If I'm looking for a depth offensive lineman, I'm signing someone who's on the street or off a practice squad, right? Like I'm not giving up a draft pick for a backup guard. Like that's insane. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're happy with Schweitzer. Carter Warren is back, back you know, he's back activated. Uh, They added Dennis Kelly. So I think they feel pretty good about where they are offensive line wise. Now would they, I think if they could add a tackle, they would because right. You're, you're, you're thin there right now with Max Mitchell starting. And while Becton has been very good this year, has been available. You never know with Becton, right? He's a very large man with a bad knee. Dwayne Brown is going to come back at some point, but he's been injured the last two years. So I I can see them. I think a, a depth tackle, Maybe, but again, if I'm doing that, I'm probably doing that off a practice squad and not not from not during and not in a trade. Dwayne Brown, I guess his practice window may open next week. The other injury front here, Kaz, can you explain? You told us before we started, but explain to the fans, the listeners, the concussion protocol because everyone's confused here with DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, and they're like, "How the hell are they still in concussion protocol?" Explain the process. Yeah, there's steps, Jake, that you have to clear in the protocol, right? And they couldn't clear those steps during the bye week. So the first step is you have to have be symptom free. So they could have done that. Then the second step is you have to go through like a vigorous workout, like on the treadmill, you know, they do that. Then with no, with no headaches and nothing. Then the third step is you return to practice, but you're not allowed to have any contact. So they wear a red Jersey the first day they're back. Then they practice fully. Once you do that and you're symptom free, you can clear the protocol. The jets haven't practiced. Well, the jets didn't practice after the Eagles game until Wednesday of this week. So they couldn't clear the protocol. It just was impossible. I, I, it's, I think they'll both be playing Sunday against the Giants. I think you know they might even be cleared by the time people listen to this. It, I would expect Thursday or Friday they will be cleared from the protocol. Uh, they both practice fully Wednesday, which is a good sign. I've seen DJ Reed in the locker room. He's he's not in a dark room somewhere with sunglasses, so he's okay. So I think they'll both be out there Sunday against the Giants. And listen, they beat the Eagles without him. So not saying that means much, but still, that was a great performance from the B squad. And now the jets getting reinforcements back. 
This week against the Giants team, this isn't like a cakewalk victory in my mind. You know, Daniel Jones probably not going to play. Andrew Thomas probably not going to play. JMS, the center, might be back. But, like, Giants are coming off a win here. So this is a home game for them. They're coming off a win. They're trying to save their season. Like, if you want to look at which team has to win this game, it's the Giants. But I think there's more pressure here on the Jets, guys, because, you know, you don't want to embarrass yourself against a Giants team that is the walking wound and that you're facing a backup quarterback. Well, you're facing Zach Wilson's backup quarterback as well, but he's been the starter since week one. But this Giants team, they, they beat the Commanders, but barely. I mean, they 14-7, they really probably should have lost that game. Their defense carried them as the defense did for the Jets against the Eagles. Six sacks against the Commanders uh, and Sam Howell. So this Giants team kind of riding high here because they won a game. They had a playoff year last year. This has been bizarre just how bad they were. No one saw this coming. I don't think people looked at Dayball and company and said, this is a one-year wonder. They're going to suck next year. And if you said that, you know, you're Houdini. But they've had a lot of things go wrong for them, Kaz. But, you know, I think this is a tougher matchup than a lot of people want to think. I think a lot of Jet fans think, oh, Jet's got this pretty much in the bag here. Yeah, I would say a couple things, Jake. There are no cakewalk victories on the Jets' schedule, right? Mm -hmm. Jets are not that team, right? You can be encouraged by what they did against the Eagles. And, you know, but like when I and don't I want to make sure I'm clear on this. I'm looking at the last 11 games that the Jets have, right? I can make a case for them winning or losing each of those games. I'm not saying they would lose all of those games or win all of those games. I'm just saying if you go week by week, you can talk yourself into a win or a loss each week. There's no there's no game on there where you're like, all right, that's definitely even like the you know, the beginning of the season you said Texans, Stroud's played pretty well. Like they've they've they're three and three, you know. So and then the second thing is that with the Giants, it kind of they're in a similar spot to me as the Jets were a few weeks ago, where the Jets played really well against the Chiefs. Right. Took the Chiefs down to the wire, a Super Bowl contender, felt really good after that win. Then they come then they go beat the Broncos, uh, a lesser team. Well, the Giants played the Bills really tough, came down to the last play of the game. They fell short, but there was encouraging things about that game. And then they go out and beat the commanders. Right. So a little similar similarities between the two teams. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a very tough game to pick. I think that it's it's they're they're pretty similar teams, pretty even. You know, the Giants have had more injuries on the offensive line. The Jets obviously had a, you know, huge injury at quarterback. So I think it's going to be a a very interesting game, Jake. Yeah. So, you know, break it down for us. Make your pick. The the Giants coming into this game, 31st and sacked allowed, 32nd scoring offense, 29th in total offense. You look across the board, Kaz, their offense, it's been ugly. They haven't scored a lot. They battled the Saquon injury. He's back now, and I think – you saw the difference last week. I mean, Saquon is their offense. When he's not on the field, you know, you need him. And Tyrod Taylor, the one thing he's been better with Daniel Jones is the deep threat. You know, he's been able to get the ball down the field to Jalen Hyatt, get it down to Darren Waller, uh, Slayton. So Tyrod Taylor is not scared to throw the ball down the field. Well, he might be a little bit scared going up against guys like Sauce, Reed, and this Jets defense. Break the game down, make a pick. It could be two nothing, Jake. I'm tempted to pick that score because I really just think this is going to be an ugly, ugly rock fight. The Mets and Yankees. How about yeah, that? I think this is going to be, you know, it's it's all about which offense can get some success, right? Because they're 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 similar teams. The Jets' defense should tee off on this offensive line. You'd expect a lot of sacks. Can Tyrod find holes in the defense? On the other side, I I think the Giants' defense will have a lot of success against the Jets' offensive line. Can Zach Wilson find a way to make it work? So I think this is going to be 
a defensive heavy game. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a defensive touchdown in here, a special teams touchdown, something like that, that swings the game. It's really a toss up in my eyes, Jake. And there's part of me that says, uh, Jets coming off of a big win. This is a classic Jets loss here. Don't you dare pick the Giants. But Jake, I'm going to pick the Jets to win this game. 23 to 17, I'll go with. Wow, they're going to get to 23. Both teams are going to get that many points. You're taking the over and jet spread. What's, which the, is what's the total, like 36 or something like that? 36 and a half, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're taking the over. I'm a it's little like surprised. Iowa, Iowa, Minnesota. Yeah, it's probably a little high. but You went from 2-0 to 23-17. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's probably a little high, but I do think there's going to be some – I think there'll be a defensive touchdown in there. Uh, I think Greg Zerline will kick a lot of field goals, you know, and, and Jets find a way, but – I think this is going to be a close game. I want to see the Jets test these young Giants corners. Deontay Banks has talked a lot of smack. He's backed it up. He's played really well. Marilyn Terrapin, by the way. Go Terps. You know, these young corners, Cordell Flott, you know, Dory Jackson, not a young guy, but, you know, a veteran corner there. They've played pretty well. So the deep ball might be tough, but I want to see early on, you know, what the Giants like to do is deep ball. I want to see Zach play action, get the ball down the field to Garrett Wilson, start this game off with a bang. The Jets have struggled so much in the first quarter and setting the tone of games where they're either fighting back or whatever it may be. They need to score early. I want a first quarter touchdown. It shouldn't be this novelty. It shouldn't be this, you know, magical thing. We scored in the first quarter. We scored a touchdown. This is a team to do it against. It's a giant team that if they lose, their playoff hopes are pretty much in the bag at two and six. Test those corners. Obviously, get Brees Hall the ball 23 times. Run the ball down their throats. Win this football game. Take care of business because next week you have the Chargers on Monday night. And while the Chargers haven't looked good, Chargers have a much more explosive offense than these Giants do. And that game, to me, is a lot more of a toss-up than this one should be. Jets, Giants, we know the memories. We know the Victor Cruz touchdown. You know it all. The last time these teams played was back in 2019. Do you remember that game, Cos? Yes, Jamal Adams game. I just wrote about it today, Jake. It's striking to me how long four years is in the NFL, right? Because that that day, Jamal Adams stripped the ball from Daniel Jones, if you remember, ran it 40 yards for a touchdown at the beginning of the second half. He also jumped over the line of scrimmage. Stop Jones on a fourth and short, you know, and, and Jamal Adams is long gone, right? They're the only only starter offense or defense left on the Jets from that game is Quinn and Williams. Giants have a few more. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Dale Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darius Slayton were all there then. But I, I went back, Jake, and looked at when the last time a Jets coach and quarterback and Giants coach and quarterback were the same for two consecutive Jets-Giants games. You have to go back to 1988. So it just reminds you, because like everyone right now is excited about, you know, if you're a Jets fan, you're excited about Sauce and Garrett and Brees and this and that and Sala. And then Giant, the Giants side, you're excited about Dayball, you're excited about Dexter Lawrence, you're excited about Andrew Thomas. Like, a lot of these guys won't be here in four years. <laughs> this stuff changes very quickly in the NFL. As Jerry Glanville once said, the NFL stands for not for long. Your memory is like, you remember all these things, like, I don't think you've smoked weed probably in 20 years, I'd say. Did you ever smoke weed in college? I have never smoked weed, Jake. In your life? In my life. Wow, no wonder why your memory is so good. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why mine's a little more foggier. Um, yeah, you remember like, these games, these moments. So that is the reason. Now I know you've never touched weed. That's, you know, that plays a big part. That is the explainer. Wow. Never in college. You, I thought I thought because you were like, you like uh, Metallica, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Like that kind of music. I thought you would have. Wow, know. that's stereotyping, Jake, huh? <laughs> I thought you would have like had an edible or like something. I don't know. Did some kind of drugs they did back? No, I won't 80s. talk about. I won't talk about other members of the Jets press corps that what happened. Like, well, now it's everywhere. But it used to be trips to Denver. It used to be the. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, there was there's one one you know one guy was was smoking and blowing it out his hotel window and got caught doing that in the hotel that he was supposed to. But we won't mention really. Yeah, we won't mention a, names. A writer. I'm not. Yeah, it's a writer, but I'm, I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to give any more than that. This was in the last de- in the last eight. I'm to 10 not giving any huh? more than that. Oh, I got to find this guy. Maybe uh, join him next time. I'm uh, Wow. So that, that explains a lot. Your memory is pretty golden. Um, my mom is like my mom that drinks, smoke, nothing. And she she remembers all the crazy things. And it's just uh, slipped my mind over the last 15 years. Jake, doesn't know, what, Jake doesn't know what you had for lunch yesterday. Yeah, I, I remember like I remember something like I was like fifth place in the spelling bee in 2009 years old. My mom got me tickets to a Mets game on May 8, 2000. I remember that, but I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So there there's a certain part of my life I remember, and then college and on, I, I forget some things. But the Jets are 6-8 and eight versus the Giants. Of course they're going to be 7-8. and eight. This is the coming – well, it's, I wouldn't say coming out party, but this is the game we see the Jets' vaunted front seven just destroy this Giants' offensive oh, line. The Giants had six sacks like, last week. I'm going to say the Jets will have seven sacks against the Giants. This needs to be the coming out party, this defensive line. They need to attack. There's going to be a strip fumble, whatever it may be. There's going to be turnovers. It's going to be ugly. One thing, Jake, is all the happy talk about Zach, right? There's a game coming at some point where he's going to throw three interceptions, right? It's going to happen. hope it's not this one. Is it this week? That's the question. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just telling you. Some point in this stretch, there's going to be, he's, you know, he's going to have a bad game. Quarterbacks do. Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions against the Jets. I'm not, I'm not saying this to belittle Zach Wilson. I'm just saying there's, there's going to, there's going to be a game where he coughs the ball up because he's been pretty good, right? He's had an interception here or there, but he hasn't had that disaster game yet, you know, because I've talked to a few people who are like, oh, he's playing better this year and so much better than last year. And I'm like, I don't think you remember like Pittsburgh, Miami. Green Bay, Denver last year, he was playing kind of like this. Like, it was okay. He wasn't throwing a lot of touchdowns, but he wasn't throwing a lot of interceptions. The two New England games just changed everything. And he played pretty well against Buffalo. Those two New England games are what everyone remembers. Everybody, that's the perception. And then he was shot after that, like when he came back and he played against Jacksonville. He was just confidence-wise was shot. But so it's, it's just when does that game come and how does he handle it? Or has the script flipped? And is the old Zach dead and gone? Could this be the new Zach Wilson out and about with his girlfriend on a bye week, living his life? Do you want to make a bet about like you're, so you're saying he won't have a three interception game the rest no, of the year? No, I would not bet that. But right. I don't think it's coming this week, cause I'm wearing you see it here, the Step Brothers t-shirt. And it is the stepbrother. I guess the Jets are the you know the redheaded stepchild of this Jets Giants, considering the Giants have two rings in the last fifteen years. But the Jets, of course, win this game. They get to forty four and three against the Chargers Monday night. I think I'm going to go to that game next Monday night because that is a huge one if they get to five and three. Jets beat the Giants twenty three to thirteen is going to be my pick. So you were four points away from me. Yeah, I'm going to say. You said 23-17. I, I think I first thought 20-13. to 13. Uh, I'll go with my gut. 23-13. 
Jets get a late field goal to kind of put it out of their misery. And they send the Giants basically packing at two and six. The Giants, maybe they're sellers at the deadline. I don't think they'll trade Saquon, but maybe they make a few moves. Not that they have many players left that anyone wants because they're they're hurt. And the Jets win this game. Enjoy the game, everyone. It's going to be a good one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. First and goal from the nine for the Jets. Go, go, go! Fitzpatrick, the throw, and Marshall's got it! Touchdown, Jets! Gang's all here podcast, New York Post, Jake Brown, Brian Costello. The Jets play the Giants this week, as we are talking about here on the show, and a guy who played for both, more prominently for the Jets, where, you know, when I look back at his stats, I'm like, holy shnikes, did this guy pop off with Fitzmagic in 2015. In the last year, the Jets won football games, you know, over 500, nearly making the playoffs. He is the creator, founder, I don't know what your title is, CEO of I Am Athlete, and you guys are killing it with the podcast. I know you're, like, on tour around the country. You got a bunch of former athletes. You got Ocho. You got, you know, Ashley Nicole Moss there. You got all these people. Brandon Marshall, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, My title is uh, former wide receiver, (laughs) and uh jet not a giant i love the giants i still have friends in the organization big fan of coach day balls he was my oc when i was with the miami dolphins i still talk to him i probably text him once a week now he's great but i'm a jet man i'm a jet do you even remember that year with the giants like what was the difference you go from jets to giants you stay basically in the same stadium but was it a drastic difference behind the scenes on the field yeah it was like going to public school versus private school (laughs) <laughs> explain that <laughs> yeah. well, exactly what I said your socks gotta be a certain weight certain color <laughs> you got Eli come on man it, it was uh, it reminded me a lot of like uh, the Chicago Bears as well the McCaskey fan, uh, family right like there's families that been in uh, that's that's owned and operated these these organizations these teams from the uh, inception of them right and so with that, there's like rich history and they perf- they protect that history. We're talking about tradition. We're like <laughs> how you operate every day, what you're wearing every day. Right. So it wasn't like um, extremely strict. It wasn't it wasn't strict at all, but just rich tradition. And you got to you got to stay within those lines. And, you know, I think what we're finding in today's NFL and and I've always been this my entire career. I think that's why I've um, you know, I struggled at times within within teams 
is it's, you know, sometimes, you know, it's hard to the color within those lines, right? <laughs> I remember, Brandon, you always colored within the lines with the Jets, Brandon. You were always good. I, I, I've said this before, Jake. Um, I'm curious to get Brandon's thoughts on, on a current Jets receiver, but the two guys watching practice, receivers that were different, like, and you will just watch practice practice and you're like okay that's different we're brandon and santonio San those are the two guys since i covered the jets that just the way they did drills the way they did everything was just you could tell they were different garrett wilson might be there at some point brandon right he's he's still young what what's your what are your thoughts on garrett wilson what do you like about his game what do you think he, he needs to improve on well i mean you you have more intel than i do as far as from a practice perspective i haven't seen him practice and practice is a huge deal right like how you yep. And there's levels to it. You can be a really good receiver, um, but not great because you don't have that tenacity every single day. I would say outside of practice, because I'm not there to see him and witness it, I, I think he's already there. I think he has an opportunity to be – well, he will uh, go down as probably uh, the best Jets wide receiver, uh, depending on, you know, what's happening at, you know, certain uh, positions and within the organization. Um, he's special. He is extremely special. I love his mindset, too. I love that he's one of those guys that is a little edgy. Um, I hear that he's a super pro. Um, he handles his business, a great kid, come from a great family. But I love that that dog is in him. You know, he's he, he'll he he'll say some things, right, to, 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 to push people to perform better. Um, and I appreciate that as a, as a competitor. What have you seen from Zach Wilson? It seems like he's progressed here the last few weeks. He's getting a little bit better, but. Uh, what have you seen and, and do you see enough improvement where he could potentially lead the Jets to the playoffs? Yes, I see enough improvement to where he can continue to lead this team. You know, I think Zach is extremely blessed. The organization has been, you know, patient with him. And um, for that, uh, the fan base has calmed down a little bit. Right. You know, Zach, the thing that made me nervous from the beginning was, you know, like it was almost like he the moment was too big for him, which is ironic because the thing that I love the most about him when we picked him was the flair to moxie. And you got to have the flair to moxie to play in the big city, especially for the Jets. And so the first couple of weeks, it was just like, I don't want to see your head hanging down. I don't want to see your eyes big. I don't want to see guys coming up and telling you to pick your head up. I don't want that. I want to see the opposite. I want to see that Brady where it's you down 28-3 and he's, he got fire in his eyes and you know he might curse somebody out or throw an iPad or whatever we call the Microsoft uh, tablets, right? Like that's what I want to see. And I think because of the patience of the team, it's allowing him to kind of find himself and get his confidence back. And that's, that's needed. You know, I never forget, right? We had, uh, what was the quarterback's name, quarterback's name that we drafted when I was there from Penn State, B? Hackenberg. Christian Hackenberg. He, he lost his confidence and it was over. It was over. Like, you can't lose your confidence. And I don't give a damn if you are, you know, you, you're a writer, you know, you work in a front office, you know, you're a nurse. Confidence is everything. And and so, like, it's borderline. Like, I like I, I thought he was going to have that edge like uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, right? And I, I want to be able to have a guy like that where I can temper him down a little bit. Say, come on, no, we got to – hold on, slow down a little bit. But what you're seeing is of like what he's turned into is something opposite, but could be beautiful. And that's a, a extreme operator. He's going through the offense. He's going through his progressions. You know, he's calm. He's poised. You know, so it's like, you know, he can do it both ways. I want to see a little bit of flair, but I love seeing him run this offense like a Peyton Manning, run this offense like a Kirk Cousins. It's very beautiful. Brandon, you had a lot of different head coaches 
in your time in the NFL. What what have you thought of Salah? I know you know you were around, you've been around the team a little bit the last few years in training camp and stuff with I am athlete. From talking to him, also just from watching him do his business, what what have you thought of Salah? It's leadership comes. I wouldn't say it comes easy for him. You know, I think that there's a part of it that is uh, just in you, and I think there's another part that you have to develop. But with him, he has the stature, right? Like you know, he's big. So physically, he's like when he walks in a room, he has a presence and also he's a man's man. Right. Um, And he leads by example. And in in that locker room and that type of business, you have to or you lose you're going to lose the credibility, you're going to lose the respect. So seeing him take care of his own body, running the the stadiums before every game. Right. Like that's the stuff that that, that these alphas and because everybody in that locker room is alphas. They're the best at what they do, where they come from. And and so when they when when they see that they're like okay I can follow that guy that guy can lead me I just think he's done an amazing job just being himself and uh, getting everyone to get aligned. Andy Reid's the one guy that could get away without uh, running the stairs and, and being a big boy, so he he gets away with it pretty well in Kansas City. Um, did you feel like you because a lot of people call him too nice sometimes and a player's coach? Did you feel Brandon that you were better or you liked better? the players kind of coach versus the hard nosed coach. Like, was there a vast difference? Did one make you better than the other? Yeah. I think what people got to understand what coach Sala and, and how, uh, you know, a lot of these coaches do it and, sh- and probably should do it, but it's none of the fans business. And even at me, for example, like I'm on the other side, it's none of my business. We don't need to see what he's saying or hear what he's saying to Zach Wilson or his defensive guys. You don't need to do that. That stuff stays within the business. That, that stuff stays within the building. So, we don't even know, you know, how he holds guys accountable and how he pushes guys, right? Because once you get outside, then you you lose the integrity of your team. Uh, for me, I, I, I'm a bill. I, I like I like uh, I love Coach Bowles. I love Coach Bowles because Coach Bowles was he 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 was real cool, calm, and collected. But he was a guy that was like, don't cross his line. He might slap you upside your head, right? And so I love Coach Bowles. Um, he he's very unique. He may be one of one how he approaches things, but I'm really good with if we had to go like on opposite, we had to go to either uh, side of the spectrum. I would say uh, I'm more of like uh, like uh, Bill Parcells, Tony Sperano, you know, uh, Bill Belichick. Like I like those coach Sean Payton, you know, I, like because I'm like one of the you know, I would say I'm the alpha of alphas. Right. And so I need one of those guys to say, Brennan. Go sit your ass down. <laughs> this is not the time, right? Like, I, I love that. I love the accountability. I love that discipline. When I'm not in that, you know, things could, uh, you know, I can get outside those lines, B. Could you tell, Brandon, when an assist, when guys were like assistant coaches, like you said, Dable was an offensive coordinator. You had other guys who went on to become head coaches. Could you tell guys who, who would be a good head coach and not just from when they were position coaches or coordinators? Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Coach Dayball was one of those guys. Like, and what I used to do in my in my career, because like it's it's even the head coaches, it was, you know, who who tells those guys like, man, you can, you're the next. Uh so absolutely you can you can see it, especially when you're a veteran, right? And you understand like like the questions you guys are just asking me, like, man, does this guy got it or not? Don't want to follow this guy. And so when you find a guy, whether head coach or assistant coach, you're like, oh, you know, yes. You you know you could be a head coach. You know, you got it. So absolutely, you can tell. Don't you feel like we've kind of got robbed of like Garrett Wilson greatness? Like, there's like, do you ever salivate and think of like, 
Man, if Aaron Rodgers on the field, Garrett Wilson could put a Brandon Marshall like season 15, 1600 yards, 14 touchdowns. And no offense to Zach, but he just doesn't get the ball to him. Like, Brandon, Brandon wants Wilson. those records. He wants his season single season records to stand. Do you feel like your records would be gone if, if we got full Garrett Wilson here? Brian thinks he knows me. Listen, <laughs> listen, before the season in training camp, I was sitting there one day and I was like, holy crap, my records are going to fall this year. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of them. What? What? But listen, he I love how he's he's um he's settling into this new situation because it is a tough situation for a wide receiver. You know, we want to compete, we want to compete at a high level. And we also, you know, obviously, you know, we want we feel like our talents can contribute to the wins and loss columns, obviously. So um it it, it does, it sucks for him, you know, uh it sucks for some of us fans. But I think that we're all bought into, you know what? It is what it is. Let's go find a way to, to get into these playoffs. Hell, not even that. I don't even like that language. Let's just go, let's just go ball. Let's go ball. Last one for me, Brandon, is on that topic. Do you do you see a playoff team here? Do you think they can make the playoffs, you know, even with the injuries they've had? Absolutely. 100 percent Again, like, you know, I think um Zach is 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 gaining his confidence. It looks a little different than what I thought it was going to look like. You know, he's finding his identity as a quarterback, and that's what you need when you have a a running back that can pop, when you have wide receivers that can pop, and you have a great defense. Right? You need your quarterback to come in and make their plays. Don't mess it up. Right? And, and so I think what we're seeing is Zach just being extremely confident, and so. Well, not extremely confident, but gaining his confidence and 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 just growing and progressing. So, absolutely, yeah. The records, by the way, you hold the Jets' single season record with fifteen oh two yards. You're tied with Maynard and Powell with fourteen touchdowns and single season receptions one hundred nine. So those seem like they'll hold up maybe for one more year. No. We'll see if Aaron Rodgers and Garrett uh, break next year. Oh, uh, they will. Yeah, but uh, we're excited for uh, everything you're doing, Brandon, with I Am Athlete. Check them out. You know, you guys are partnered up with SiriusXM. I used to work there, and you guys are doing some great stuff. Brandon Marshall, you know, let's hope the Jets go to the playoffs and we see Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers back in January. Let's go. Like and Jets, go. Jets beat writers definitely better than Giants beat writers, right, Brandon? Hey, you know, 100%. I'll do it. 100%. <laughs> and do the Jets beat the Giants Sunday. Prediction. Jets over Giants Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, but, uh, you know, I love day ball and, and what Tyrod Taylor uh, is doing. But, yeah, Jets all day. Let's go. Thank Change you that jersey. Out. Change that jersey. I know. I need to get one of yours. I got to go to a thrift shop and That's find a good an old one, Brandon though. Marshall one. He was balling back he in was good. 2010, yeah. 2011. Man, golly. Yeah, yes, sir. All right, all all right Brandon. Thanks, appreciate Brandon. the time. Hey, I, I, I don't know. This team could make a run here. Great stuff there from Brandon Marshall. What a fun player to watch. He's right. I do need a jersey. I do like my Dustin Keller jersey. Maybe I got to go back and get some of those old, old, I'm saying eight years ago, like it's old. But, you know, when I was growing, when I was a boy, get those jerseys, get myself a Brandon Marshall jersey. And I am athlete. They're crushing it. That's something I would love to tour the country doing podcasts. That'd be so, we wouldn't be doing it with gangs all here. But one day that would be so awesome to do it in front of crowds and, and have different guests. That's definitely a goal of mine in my career to do that. So thanks to Brandon Marshall 
for joining the show. And thanks to you, the listener, the fan, the Jets fans, for tuning in to the episode 158 of Gangs All Here, a Jets podcast with the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Mason Verdicchio for helping me produce the show. Watch us right now on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Subscribe there. Find that Gangs All Here playlist. Thumbs up below. Comment below. Let us know your predictions for Jets Giants. I think it's going to be a better game than people think. And I know the Giants have to win to keep their hopes alive. But I think the Jets realize we can't lose to these Giants. They're limping in here. They're the walking wounded. They suck right now. The Jets cannot lose this game. Because you can tell me this. You can say, oh, if they lose the three and four, the, the, their schedule still lines up. They'll be fine. It's just kind of a makeup for beating the Eagles. No, you can't really be taken that serious as a playoff team if you go lose to a Giants team that has everyone hurt. You just can't. Quarterback, the franchise left tackle, you can't be taken as a serious playoff team if you lose. So go out and win. And if you're listening on audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate your support. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Follow Brian Costello at Brian Cos. For Brian Costello, I am Jake Brown. We'll be back on Monday morning with a new episode of Gangs All Year. Now, it'll be a little bit of a different episode because it will be a crossover. So, Kaz will be on for a segment, but I will also do a crossover with the Blue Rush podcast, our Giants podcast with the Post. So, hopefully, the Jets win because then we can make Lawrence Tynes eat his words. And Tynes is a good guy. He's a good dude. I know he gets a lot of crap on Twitter. He just likes to rile up people up. That's his thing. He likes the engagement. He likes to rile people up. Uh, and he does a great job at it because a lot of Jets fans are riled up over that tweet. And I'll, you know, roast him properly on this show when we cross over with him, Paul Schwartz, and Brandon London. Blue Rush meets Gangs All Here podcast. So stay tuned. That'll drop first thing Monday morning. Well, enjoy the Jets Giants game. If you're going, have a blast. I'm going to decide probably that morning. Maybe I will go at the last minute. But if not, I'll enjoy the game and red zone from the couch. Beat the game, Chuck. We'll talk to you all Monday, folks. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. Later. But I'm a jet, man. I'm a jet.